You have a very calming voice. I just oh, want to say that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> Welcome to Brian and Me, where we talk about soccer and other things, other podcasty things. Well, I, I guess tonight we have to change that intro a little bit, so uh, rewind. Uh, three, two, one. Welcome to Brian and Me, where we talk about rugby and other things, other podcasty things. Special episodes cause for special changes to the show. And tonight is honestly, it's a first for us. We have an Olympian from Team USA. U.S. rugby star Nia Tapper is going to be hanging out with us tonight. This is usually part of the show where the two of us, Brian and myself, will chit-chat about the guest, about how stoked we are, which we definitely are tonight. But um, tonight's going to be a little different because Bryant, um, he's not able to talk. So he is not here. Uh, we were at a soccer match on uh, Sunday evening in Cary, North Carolina for the Red Stars. And just from the, the hangout weekend that we had going to the soccer match, torrential downpour, Bryant lost his voice. You're going to hear all about it in the next episode. But tonight we have one track mind and that's hanging out with our new friend, new member of the BAM fam, Naya Tapper. So I'm going to act like Bryant for this introduction because I don't want you to lose that um, that banter that we have back and forth. So uh, Bryant Caves, how, how, how are you feeling about this interview? Well, I don't know a ton about rugby, except for what you told me on the way to the match last night. But after watching her highlights and hearing all you said about her, I'm really excited to get to meet her. Yeah, same to you, Brian. I'm pretty pumped, man. Um, I mean, anything else you can think of before we start the show? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Thomas, you are a great host and even better person. Oh, Bryant, Bryant. Dude, you didn't have to. That, that's amazing. You know what? Same to you. Same to you, buddy. Wow, this is this is going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show. All right, let's go ahead and get into this interview with U.S. Olympian Naya Tapper. So uh, we're really pumped about this interview. I mean, I am. Brian's also pumped, but he's not here. <laughs> Joining us uh, fresh off her time at the Tokyo Summer Olympics is U.S. Rugby Women's leading try scorer who also is a combination really of speed and strength that I I haven't watched the sport a lot I've I'm new to it myself but it's hard to find other people who are matching uh, what she can do on the field our guest uh, she runs nyatapper.com website where she shares all the different stuff she's doing in media if you haven't seen her playing rugby you might have seen her on like the today show or project runway she has a youtube channel she has a podcast with her uh, teammate alone mayhan or low called the leo's den um, i'm a sagittarius by the way and uh <laughs> brian's and aries so i don't know what that i don't know about like the how how well those connect um mm -hmm. but uh, it, it's a show where both of you are leos and happy birthday by the way it was just a couple weeks ago um, thank you yeah Anytime. And also, oh yeah, she's uh, doing awesome stuff in the community, working with Operation Teammate, where it uh, helps military kids play youth sports, just from your background, being a military kid yourself, and then working with the Women's Sports Foundation. Uh, she's Naya Tapper, aka Naya on Faya. And I'm so excited to have you here. First, congratulations on representing the USA and Japan, and, and thank you so much for being on the show. 
Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I want to make two corrections before we oh. get into the interview, okay. only because I don't want people to feel like I'm lying. But at the moment, I'm the second all-time try scorer. Oh. My teammate, Alev Kelter, she's beating me by a couple right now. So we're going to be going back and forth for the next season. <laughs> oh, that and, was a Tokyo, didn't she? She she jumped ahead uh, a couple. She did it in a in a couple tournaments ago oh, okay. okay yeah but we haven't had many since then so haven't really had the opportunity to compete with each other okay. and then also um my teammate who i do the podcast with her name is ilona mar she always mar. um talks about how people um call her what it my i my went by hair. her name yeah that's yeah how it was written i know i hear a i hear a little mar on there i'm like oh is that just her full nickname that's yeah my, that's yeah. my mistake okay no worries but i just wanted to make sure everybody knew that for future reference okay so um the first one you're going to correct and the second one i'm going to correct so i'm sorry <laughs> about that i appreciate it and and, and that's kind of why we asked you to be here is because we're um, we're new to the sport. We're really mm-hmm. excited about getting into it. And uh, again, honestly, thank you so much for, for being here. Um, welcome back to, you just came back from vacation also after, after the trip. So uh, out yeah. to Tokyo. So what was it fun? Did you have a good time? I had a blast. I think I would have maybe took a couple more days to sleep before I actually <laughs> went there because we didn't sleep at all when we were there. So I was a kind of a bit of a wreck, but it definitely was worth it to be around my girls again and for us to enjoy each other's presence. Yeah. And uh, probably a long time coming after preparation for a long time going up to the Olympics. So I I'm glad you were still like stable to get that time off. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. So we'll keep things easy tonight. I don't want to <laughs> make everything work. Uh, so this first question, usually our pal Brian asks this. Uh, he's more of a, he, he's big into comic books and he, he, he's a self-proclaimed nerd and that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. He asks a story to all of our guests. We ask everybody, um, superheroes all have kind of have their own origin story, right? Where Spider-Man was kind of bitten by a radioactive spider and Batman, he went through traumatic stuff to become a superhero. How, what's your kind of superhero story with the sport of rugby? How did you find it? How did you become kind of part of it for folks who, who might not know uh, you yet? Mm-hmm. Um, so actually I was running track and field in high school and I had been running track and field for most of my life since seventh grade and I was pretty good at it. So, you know, I naturally I stuck with it. And outside of that, my brother was playing football and he had been playing since he was little. So watching him and just being the sporty, aggressive, energetic child that I was, my goal was to be the first girl in the NFL. And when you get older, you quickly realize that some of your dreams are realistic and some of them are not. And for the NFL dream, being the first girl, that kind of started to become unrealistic for me. And I was okay with that. You know, my brother was kind of um, doing extremely well in that area. So it wasn't something that I was really missing out on because he was able to fulfill those things. But um, for me, I kind of got my niche in track and field and was able to bring my sister into that world. And we did extremely well together. Um, But over time, things started getting kind of boring. And they had a rugby team at my school, which was a majority um, black 
Hispanic school. So it wasn't really common for it to be there. So I think that was the first sign um, of that being kind of my destiny in life. And I wanted to play, but my track coach was like, oh, you know, it's very injury prone and that's not what we need going into the track and field season. So with never having experienced the sport, I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. So kind of brushed it off and kept it pushing. And um, when I got ready to go to college, I decided that I didn't want to pursue track and field anymore, that I kind of just wanted to enjoy the college life and focus on my grades. And when I got there and was in the motion of doing that, over time, I started missing being able to compete and working out at that high level and being on a team. So I actually ran across the a rugby tent in the quad and they're like, oh, we're, do we're doing tryouts. So I was like, okay, you know, this will be fun. I've seen it in um, high school. And now since I'm not doing any sports, I can play it and it won't be time demanding because it's a club sport. It'll be fun. It'll be social. Like it'll be a great addition to what I'm doing here at Chapel Hill. So I went and tried out. And of course, for most club teams, I'm not all the time at Chapel Hill, but um, if you go and you try out for the most part, you're going to make it. So I will say I did make it. And um, from there, having crossed over from track and field, my size and my speed allowed me to perform extremely well, extremely early in the sport. And after two months of playing, I was invited to come to a rugby camp in California where the professional rugby players train full time. And um, at first I was like, I'm not going to miss Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, you know, you might like might as well. It'll be more Thanksgivings. I've never been to California, so I, I really want to go to California. So I ended up going out there and trying out. And skill-wise, I wasn't that great, you know. All I was really good at was catching the ball and going and scoring. Mm -hmm. And I was also playing 15s in college. So for the camp that I went to, they specifically played sevens, which was a lot different in terms of the fitness that you were required to have, the skill set level that you required to have, and the knowledge of the sport that you were required to have. So they actually ended up offering me a contract because of – my physicality because of how big I was because of how fast I was with the knowledge in the back of their heads that they would have to teach me a lot of other things that the players at that level had that I did not um I actually declined because I had just got into school and had only been playing had only been in school not even a year um and I know my dad always harped on us about getting a degree and um not becoming a professional athlete because of how temporary it can be. So with that in the back of my head, um, I went back to school, regular schedule, did my academics, still kept playing rugby. And then my last semester of college, they invited me out again. And after all those years, I had really learned to love the sport. I had got a lot better, but still not at the skill level I needed. But again, they offered me a contract. And this time I decided to take them up on it. And that was... Um in 2016 right yes okay and then uh, looking just through your accolades and stuff even like then in 2017 you're playing in competitions and you're being named to 
like the the team of the competition or you're the leading yeah. scorer of the competition and it was so quick like how I know that just I, from jumping into I've tried to listen to as many podcasts from your teammates and other folks like it seems like in the USA especially a lot of rugby players aren't starting off in the youth levels. They're not starting off, you know, in single digits, they find it in high school or they find it in college and they go at it. Like, was this an abnormal speed to be going from, okay, you got a contract. Okay. And now you're, you're dominating out there. Like how, how did that feel for you? Like, Oh, I, I got the, I, I, I could do this. Or what was that kind of like? Um, Physically, I knew I was where I needed to be, so it wasn't too much of a surprise. And there were times during that year where I was let go from the team and had to go to an academy to be able to learn the skills because they saw the potential but knew I needed work, which was 100% the right decision. Mm -hmm. Um, So then when I came back, like, um, I wasn't too surprised. And they had already like a lot of their previous players from that Olympics had left. So it was kind of the expectation of, okay, I've done the work. I'm here now. It's a kind of newish group of girls. Like you should be able to do what you need to do out here. And I don't, as you said, like a lot of us didn't start in when we were young, like they do in New Zealand and Australia, like they're, doing now five years later in the U.S. um, with kids in the U.S., young girls and boys starting at six years old, which is amazing to see the growth. But um, a lot of us started in high school, mostly college. There was maybe only like one girl who started in high school back then. And now it's like a lot of them started in high school or middle school, which is great. But you'll see a lot of crossover athletes in the last five years that have created this team most of the team is crossover athletes. Um, there were two girls, Ilona Mar and Christy Kirsch, who came in after me. And they were probably in for a month or two. And then they were already on tours, like kicking ass. So I was, so I thought I came in and blew the world away. They really came in and like just made a way for themselves. So it was exciting to see athletes be able to transfer over. But it was also a wake up call that we need a bigger pool to grab people from and that it shouldn't just be um, physical attributes that get you here, that we need to start improving the skill level of girls that are coming in before they get here. And I think that's starting to happen. So that's great. That's awesome. And yeah, everything to say about coming in at the time of being crossover athletes, that's also a really familiar story where you have the attributes to do it. And then, like you said, you're, you're in a pool of other players. And then you mm-hmm. have these competitions where um, they take, I believe it's right, 12, if I remember correctly from your podcast episode, they take 12 of you to the bigger competitions. And yeah. then you might make it once and you don't make it the next time. And it's it's yeah. not like other sports teams where it's like, okay, yeah, the whole team's coming. Let's go. Let's pack yeah. up and let's get going. It's it's yeah. like, okay, you're fighting against your teammates to make it every yeah. time. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And um that that's great. That's awesome. And I kind of going into the next question, I I I mentioned before I just started getting into rugby. I I didn't search out the sport as much in the past. And it wasn't really because of a lack of interest. I had friends like online who had um 
who had had interest in the sport and they'd play it recreationally. Um, the only claim on the sport, I, I actually went to the same high school as Carl and Isles, but I, <laughs> I graduated like the year that before so he joined cool. the high school. And I, so I heard about him and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, and I would watch his videos and they call him you know, like the fastest rugby player on the planet. Um, mm-hmm. That's a nickname. I'm not just saying that. Like he's- No, I know. <laughs> he's not, oh, I know you know for the folks who might not. <laughs> but this Olympics, I was- um, the Olympics are great to find uh, other sports and to get into stuff you might not, you know, get into. And I, my mm-hmm. personality is very like, if I like something, I'm not going to like, uh, it's not going to stop at the Olympics. I'm going to mm-hmm. keep going. I'm going to keep jumping into it. I was watching the three, uh, three X three uh, women's gold medal match. And I was writing about it for this website. And after the game was over and they won the gold, I happened to just be on Twitter and they're like, Oh, the women's rugby tournament starts tonight. I was like, okay. I'm going to watch it because I've, I, I've heard about rugby. People around me have talked about it. I've seen things from like my own past a little bit from where I'm mm-hmm. from having a big name in the sport. So, okay, I'm going to watch the, the matches. And it just, it, it grabbed me. I was like, okay, yeah, this is, <laughs> I like this because my attention yeah. span is not um, very high. So having yeah. a, a sevens matches is, is perfect for me. Um, how would you describe kind of the sport to folks like me? that have maybe hung out in like the soccer world or the American mm-hmm. football world or these other sports that might've just seen it or they haven't watched it, but kind of the excitement behind it. How would you kind of sell the game to somebody who's brand new to it? Mm-hmm. Well, um, kind of going off what you said, it's a combination of football and soccer. Soccer, because of the transition of, ball possession you can end up on defense or attack at any time Mm. um and then in similarity to football you obviously have a ball and in football they pass forwards but we can only pass backwards and also in football you run into the end zone and that's a touchdown for them but for us you have to run it into the end zone and touch the ball down and it would equate to a try and kind of similar to football, when you score, then you get to have a conversion kick for extra points. And that's um, the exact same thing for rugby. Um, some things that makes rugby a little different from those two sports is that with football, you have on pads, your mouth guard, your helmet, um, because it, it is a contact sport. But in rugby, you have your mouth guard <laughs> and you have technique and tackle, um, which I think is becoming more apparent in football with the concussions and everything but um some other things we have are just how we start the game with the kickoff um how we reset when there's a penalty um we have set we have um scrums we have line outs it's a lot more involved in the sport in terms of being able to kick and play having to pass backwards, having to ruck, having to tackle, um, and the transition of ball possession. Um, one of the ways I would best sell this sport to somebody is kind of what you said earlier of, it doesn't require a lot of attention. It's only 14 minutes long, but there's so much action packed in those 14 minutes. And also with rugby, like you can have your number one team for that season and still go into a game and not know if you're going to win because that's how quick the game is 
the outcome can change in a matter of seconds, in a matter of um, minutes, and there's not that many. So I think that's the most exciting thing is you can go out there and root for whoever you want and have all your money on a team, but whoever's luck is the best that day, a lot of the times that's who it's going to go to. You can have the skills, you can have the physicality, but whoever the ball falls to, um, wherever the wind blows, that's kind of brings some curiosity to what will happen in the game. So I think that's what makes it so exciting. It's so fast. There's big hits. It's a lot of space. It's super exciting. Yeah. And that's, you're talking about things can change in a second that watching the first mm-hmm. match against Australia in the pool play where, mm-hmm. you know, you're down 12, nothing and they missed two conversions. They're mm-hmm. like, Oh man, then the second half starts and just like that, <laughs> you, you're, yeah. you're ahead all of a sudden. And the game p- possession switches so quick, like you were saying with soccer, it, it's, it, it's really the great combination between the two and the time like mm-hmm. anybody can finish their day i think maybe the whole game including halftime which is only two minutes or so it's only a couple minutes yeah. it's 20 minutes 20 yeah. minutes and you're in and out and you yeah. can and it was to the point where okay i was watching team usa but then i was watching all the other ones so like well it, yeah so i'm just gonna watch every team and i would watch <laughs> as much as i could because whenever you're you know first into it i'm I'm trying to be a sponge and just take in every single thing that I can. And it was, um, then it's over because then the Olympics, right. They're cramming 300 some sports into a few yes. weeks. This tournament starts and ends within three days. You're playing mm-hmm. <laughs> twice a day. You're play- it's, it, it's yeah. really for us watching it, it's a whirlwind. I can't imagine just uh, for you and the team, how is that kind of uh, um, it lines up well with other tournaments, right? Or is this much quicker pace than you're used to playing professionally? It's usually quicker. We usually do two days, three games a day. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So this is like um, a break almost. <laughs> yeah, it was. Cause I, I think even how they separate the games where we would have a game in the morning and then have eight hours in between and have a game in the afternoon. So you definitely had time, but I don't know if, most of us liked that, you know, mm-hmm. too much time to think, too much time to watch film over and over again when we don't need to, um, too much time to sleep. So it definitely was different. Um, it was something we knew was coming. So we tried to acclimate to it with our training times and our training schedule as much as we could. Mm-hmm. But um, I personally would prefer a two day. It's done quicker. Um, and you have less time to think about it. You're kind of just in game mode the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have a, this isn't on the outline. I didn't prepare you for this question or anything. I, I want to know your personal opinion because as a fan, I love that the team keeps playing. Everybody keeps playing like the same amount of matches. Everybody keeps going, even in like a quarterfinal, if yeah. you lose. In other sports, it's like, well, we lost. Okay, let's pack up and go home. In, yeah. in the sevens, it's like, no, you keep playing until every ranking is determined in the standing. Personally, do you like that or do you not like that? Um, I think I like it. I think it brings tenacity to the sport. It brings a never give up mentality to the sport because even mm-hmm. if you don't make it into the top four, it just shows like goals change. How are you going to adapt to that? Like, okay, we didn't make it into the top four, but now we, we got to win fifth. So it's just like very similar to life. Your goals will change and things will change and you'll have to be there 
um, and want to adapt to that in order to get the next best thing. So being able to practice that in the sport is very beneficial because not many people can do that. Okay. Yeah. And like I said, as a fan, I, I love it. I love yeah. it just because you get to, and, and it's not like, and it doesn't look like it on the field. Like anyone's like, well, okay, well we didn't medal. I guess we just, mm-hmm. we'll go out and go through the motions. Like everyone, no, everyone is still, like yeah. you said, that tenacity, it's still, it's still there. Um, yeah. I want to kind of look into the crystal ball a little bit, uh, five years into the future. Let's just throw arbitrary number out there uh, of mm-hmm. rugby in the United States. What do you see? Mm-hmm specifically for you and your teammates in the sport outside of, you know, meddling in France in 2023, do you see like a domestic league starting up for women's rugby athletes? Cause I know other countries have them, they have them for the 15s and they have the, you know, the union leagues, but do you see that coming more regularly in the United States? Mm-hmm. Well, there actually is a league that's starting in October, the premier sevens league in the U S that is for males and females equal across the board. Um, And a couple of us will be playing in that. So that's something that a lot of people are looking forward to, something that should be really exciting, something that will create a clear pathway to the professional level. Um, I think it'll give a lot of opportunities to um, players who can't get to the professional level at the moment, which I think is amazing because you want to keep everybody involved, even if they can't be at the top level. So I'm super excited to be a part of that. I'm a brand ambassador for them. So I'm looking forward to supporting them on this journey in the U.S. and also being able to play. Oh, so you're going to be at the tournament down there in Memphis. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's all. Because like I said, like when I dive into stuff, I when I found that online, I was like, I'm going. I'm going. So <laughs> yeah. I, I'm actually, I've already going down there. So I'm, I'm excited right. about it. That's awesome. That, oh, that's, that's cool. It's like you say, it's a, it's a stepping stone to getting that maybe more regularly. And then maybe that becomes the professional level where you can yeah. still pull people for international duty, kind of like in the soccer world or basketball world where they, you know, take you from your team and you'll play with team USA, but then go back to your other team. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm going to ask you one, uh, not about rugby now i've usually our show we we joke around that we're a sports podcast but we don't um we'd ask like a question about the sport and then we just move on to everything else except for it but i was just like i said i'm new so enthralled so i I had to uh, put a little more considering i have a a captive audience um so outside of rugby we like to ask all our our guests about um what one piece of media you'd recommend um, in the past we've had like people provide book recommendations, TV shows, movies, music, like what are you really into right now? Um, Cause more than likely we will um, take you up on the recommendation. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure everybody has seen this, but if you haven't, the office is my all time favorite show. Um, I watched that all the way through college, all the way through my five years at in Chula Vista uh, training I've watched the seasons over and over again and it never gets old and it just is so funny and makes me feel so good and is a great stress reliever for me so if you haven't watched The Office please watch it you think that there weren't people out there who you know haven't watched (laughs) it I know personally people who have not watched it and I think they're trying to be like the cool kid like oh I don't need to watch it because everybody Mm -hmm. else does yeah it's it's that good okay I, yeah. 
my wife and I were considering jumping back into it. So I think this is what I needed. Like I said, we'll take it. We'll take the recommendation and we're going to run with it. Um, well, in terms of like the long form questions, mm-hmm. that was it. But before you go, we always do uh, a, a little lightning round. Um, so okay. luckily you're, you're super fast. So there shouldn't be any concerns <laughs> with it. Um, but as yeah. always, um, our lightning round is sponsored by uh, Frank Barber. He doesn't pay for the spot. We don't have any ads or any marketing like that. But he asks so many darn questions every time we do this. So he's just the permanent sponsor. Um, so lightning <laughs> round brought to you by Frank Barber. Um, we use some of his questions, but we also threw in some of our own. Um, I'm going to ask you some more rapid fire questions. Uh, shorter answers. If you want to elaborate, that's fine too. I mean, we're pretty flexible here. Uh, we got nine of them. We'll go through them and uh, yeah, we'll learn a lot more about, about you, the person um, behind yes. the, behind the rugby. Um, and there are some rugby questions in here too. Sorry. Uh, for, <laughs> first is from a member of the BAM fam, Matt Morris. Um, what's one pre-match ritual you always follow? Listening to music, listening to my hype playlist to get me in game mode. Okay. What, what's yeah. like the top song on there? Or I'm sure like a rotation, but what's usually yeah. one of the top songs? Um, probably a song by baby. He's from Charlotte mm. and he's a pretty big rapper in the world. So really anything he puts out, I'm in love with. And it just, he just exudes confidence to me. So when I listen to his music, that's what I get from that. And I try to bring that into the games. That's awesome. Yeah, like mm. a transfer of confidence. <laughs> so uh, what would you do if you weren't playing rugby professionally? If I could pick anything in the world, I think I would probably be a comedian. Okay. I but I do it. need practice. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to do like stand-up comedy, sketch, improv? Like what's your what would be your MO? I think sketch improv would be fun. Like I think all of it, like how Dave Chappelle does all of that, I think that would be my interest because I've been really wanting to get into improv and I told myself it was something I would do once I retired. So we shall see. Go for it. That's awesome. Yeah. We, thank you. We, we interviewed uh, Sarah Spain a couple weeks ago from ESPN and she wants to be on SNL. So oh, wow. this is the second comedian we have in a row. We to, <laughs> oh man, we need to have more comedians on. Um, all right. You, you mentioned the office as your recommendation. What is the best office episode? The best office episode I think would be when they had a basketball competition against the warehouse <laughs> workers. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be the best one. Oh, that's great. Oh, I love that. Yeah. that, that that's, that's awesome. Um, your favorite episode office character. This is a sub question. My favorite office character is probably going to be Dwight, but the next person really? under so close is Michael. Okay, Dwight. Wow, that's okay. Yeah. That's usually he's not the he he no he's he plays the role well. He's not a <laughs> character that you want to like, but that is no. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, uh, a rugby question: Do you prefer sevens or fifteens? I know you play sevens, but uh, have you playing? Have you played both? Which one do you like the best? I have played both, and I prefer sevens. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's more tiring, but it's done quicker, 
Um, and it's more advantageous for me because the more space I have, the easier it is for me to get around. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Sherbert. Sherbert. Okay. Do you have a specific type? Like, um, There's this strawberry. one brand at Walmart and it has like green, um, pink, and yellow. Wait, no. Yeah. I think green. Oh, green, pink, and orange. And it's so good. I'm sure it's just straight chemicals and sugar, but it is so good. It's only two dollars. <laughs> when whenever you live like in North Carolina, like I was just there, I'm I'm a northerner like through and through. It's so hot. Anything mm-hmm. you need to cool down, that's yeah. fine. That is too good. Chemicals are not. It's too hot down there. You need to get stupid. <laughs> um, that's good. Um, all right. Uh, what was the best thing about the Tokyo Olympics for you? best thing about Tokyo was for me I would say all the free like clothes and gifts that we got um not only because I was able to get a lot of it but because I was able to share that stuff with my family and friends and then the best thing for the team was just the reach we were able to get um Mm -hmm. with the amount of viewers that were watching and also um the amount of people that were tuning into one of my teammates TikToks and she just blew up and I was so happy for her and for our team for that. So it was cool. Are you talking about Lowe's TikToks? Yeah. Yeah. She's a social media savant. She's good. She's yeah. really, she's really good at that stuff. That's awesome. Um, what was the uh, worst thing about Tokyo Olympics? The worst thing about Tokyo was the hour schedule. We were waking up at 5.30 and probably not getting back to the village until like 8-ish and then having to go straight to dinner and shower and try to go to sleep and knowing you got to wake up at 5.30 the next day. That was probably the worst thing for me because I hate waking up in the morning. I'm not a morning person at all. (laughs) So three days straight of that was tough. Yeah, I, I can imagine that 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 would be tough. Um, uh, so, on the topic of hot dogs, is it a sandwich or a taco? Hot dog. What would you classify it if you didn't classify it as a hot dog? It's definitely not a taco, so I would say a sandwich. But it makes sense why you would say that. <laughs> the 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 structure, it's loose. Yeah. If you have like a what chaotic neutral chaotic evil kind of like i it it, it they're structurally it makes sense close yeah. okay at least it, <laughs> i just needed some uh, validation there so i appreciate what do you that think? i i put it firmly into the taco um category just based on structure it's nowhere close to a sandwich I, I, but what about a hoagie i i get it but it, it, that's not even that's not eaten the same way though the sandwich is held more horizontally where a hot dog and a taco are both more vertical ventures. I don't need to, <laughs> that's okay. If I don't convince you, it's okay. I, I appreciate it. Um, um, yes. I I've tried to convince a lot of people of that and most of the time I fail. So it's okay. <laughs> I won't lose any sleep, but I appreciate it. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of sleep and you mentioned not being a morning person on your podcast, you mentioned that you will pack stuff in your game bag for a nap. Um, mm-hmm. If you can get one in, what is the weirdest place you've taken a pre-match nap? 
Mm. Not really anywhere weird. Usually okay. just on on the hardwood floor. Not hardwood, but like hard. Yeah, hardwood floor. I think in the Olympics, we had a teeny trailer to ourselves and we had blow up mats, but I just didn't feel like blowing it up. So I laid it down and basically laid on the hard ass ground and it was so uncomfortable. Mm. But yeah, I figured it out. I ended up laying on the taping table. So maybe that's kind of weird. I don't know. <laughs> no, no wrong with that. It, it's not like my nephew, any flat surface, he can fall asleep on it. So yeah, it, it, some people just have that. And that's a, that's a gift. That's a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, Naya, that was, that was a lightning round. You, you survived it. I never doubted you. <laughs> I never doubted you. Thank uh, you. Um, before you go, I have two more things. One's a question and one I'm going to steal something from um, your podcast. But first things okay. first, uh, I need a recommendation for the best spot to eat in Charlotte. Brian's not here, but I'd still said I'd ask this question for him. Okay. No, he probably should have been here to ask it himself, but <laughs> he just moved to Charlotte in May and he needs a good recommendation. Mm. Um, a local source like yourself, what would you recommend? Locally, I would recommend Midnight Diner. Midnight Literally, Diner. everything there is delicious. And my friend... My teammate Jordan will say I have gas station taste, but that's only because she likes nasty, healthy stuff. This Midnight Diner is like fried chicken, um, greens, chicken wings, shrimp and grits, spaghetti. They literally have everything. Their menu is huge and everything is good. So that is what I would recommend locally. Midnight Diner. Okay. Yeah. I I think we might have driven past it because is there always a line outside? For the most part, usually like at nighttime after a night out. Right. Yeah, it's really gotcha. good. And I've ate it. I've ate it sober and not sober. So I recommend it <laughs> both ways. It's delicious. That's a stamp of approval if I've ever heard one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, both Because <laughs> at a certain point, just get anything close to the mouth. But uh, yeah, yeah, whenever you're not drinking that. Okay, that's good. That's a good recommendation yeah. right there. Okay, Midnight Diner, Brian, write it down. Um, I think he was afraid of the line. So I, you need to just wait in line because it's worth it. Okay, <laughs> yes. Brian, I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> lastly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal something from uh, your show, uh, Leo's Den. Uh, I'm going to issue a challenge to everybody that's listening. Um, go on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, search for Naya Tapper. While on Instagram, also search for Naya on Fire. Also go find highlights uh, of her matches or watch a rematch or a rewatch of the match. Um, learn more about the sport all the awesomeness that Naya brings and the uh, USA rugby women's squad also buy an amazing shirt from her website. Honestly. Okay. Naya, when I saw them, this is before <laughs> I reached out, I saw, and I usually have like the buyer's remorse, but I, I do it before I buy something. I always talk myself out of it. So mm-hmm. I look at something. Okay. I'm going to wait a day or two and see if I still want it. And when I saw, I was like, okay, I, I need to get one. Cause it's like, you're running <laughs> off the darn shirt. It, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty fantastic. Um, it didn't come in time for tonight, but I mean that maybe that would have been awkward if I was wearing <laughs> no, a shirt. Really. It's like going to a concert and you wear the shirt of the band that you're going to see. Maybe it was good that I didn't get it in. Um, but but seriously, thank you so much for 
your time and good luck as you get back to playing this year whenever you go down to memphis uh hopefully be able to at least say hey and um and enjoy this uh, much deserved time off thank you thank you so much for having me thank you for giving me the platform to share my story i appreciate that hey it, we're we're honored to have you and i hope we convert some people over <laughs> to the sport after they listen fingers crossed yeah <laughs> brian caves wasn't that an awesome interview well well thomas it was it was great i agree i completely agree with you brian yeah it was a great interview night thank you again so much please go follow everything that she is doing honestly like not just on the field on the field stuff is awesome if you're watching the highlight videos we shared a couple of them across social medias it's insane you got it you got to check it out um all the social medias, all the stuff she's doing within media, she she's doing it all. That's that's a mogul right there. So uh, thanks again for for joining our show, and thank you folks for listening. You can follow us, engage with us, talk with us on on the twitters. Uh, we're at Bryant and Me. Bryant is also on Instagram. Well, we're on Instagram too. You can follow Bryant and Me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter at one the number one Thomas Costello. Also over at Instagram, the same thing. Bryant is on only Instagram. He only uses the Bryant Me Twitter account as his burner account, but you can follow him on Instagram. His handle is Pickle Chip. Replace the eyes with the number one, and you'll be able to find him there. Uh, be a friend, you know, tell other folks about the podcast. If you enjoyed this interview, go back and check out. Uh, past interviews we've done recently we've had some pro athletes on some owners um, and really we just love talking to people that seem interesting to us and are into really cool stuff that we also are into or want to get into like rugby like you just heard tonight we're internally indebted to you sharing it with anybody your friends neighbors enemies whomever you want to share it with please go ahead and do that if you want to drop us a review also that's great give us five stars and then you can type whatever you want into the comment box you can um, you can rip us to shreds but if you give us a five-star review more than likely we'll read that review because we'll think it's really funny that you give us five stars and then said our show was um, bullpucky but hey everybody uh, thanks again for listening and have a great night remember take care of yourselves take care of your mental health um, take care of the family those around you um, get the darn shot get the vaccine we're not doing politics just get the get the darn vaccine we don't care um, how you do it just just get her done um until next time adios